Hey, TJ, what are you doing? Well, Wesley, Abraham Hamilton is stopping by this week to help us with our worldview. So I'm studying the world on Google Earth in preparation. I've seen so much good stuff. I've looked at the pyramids, the oceans. I even looked up Jeremy's house. It looks like he might need to replace a few shingles. No, TJ. By worldview, we mean how your opinions are shaped. By the lens you see the news and current events, how you interact with people, and actually looking at the world. Wait a second. Is that in real time? Yeah, I used an NSA plug-in in combination with Google Earth. We pretty much only have 15 minutes before the FBI comes barging in here, so if there's anything you want to see, it's going to have to be while I'm busy dousing this hard drive with gasoline. Wait, what? Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Wesley. Happy birthday! You're right. It's not my birthday, though. Whose it's birthday not. is it? It is Engage's one-year anniversary. Can you believe one year ago, we launched EngageMagazine.net, and uh, and in that time, we have just grown exponentially. It's been absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely. We've grown all the way. Some of the things that we wanted to do in a three- or five-year plan, we've been able, with the help of the Lord, accomplish in a year. And one of the things is what you're listening to right now, the Engage <laughs> podcast or the Engage radio on American Family Radio. That's something we were really passionate about is providing an audio uh, voice for EngageMagazine.net. And here we are, you know, right. under under our, our, our design plan with the help of the Lord, and we're so grateful for this opportunity. You know, this has been, like I think, our 25th uh, radio program on right. our 50th podcast, because what we do is we, uh, if you're not following us on EngageMagazine.net slash podcast, what we do is we take our radio program and we split it into two different podcasts. So uh, you can always check that out. Again, it's EngageMagazine.net. But here's the thing, Wesley, in, in our 20-plus radio programs, we talk about sharing truth and applying scripture mm-hmm. every single week. We talk about building a biblical worldview every single week. But what we have not done is sit down and say, okay, this is what a biblical worldview is. Right. And here are some practical steps, some some practical ideas uh, to help you build that and biblical yes, worldview. Millennials do things backwards sometimes. They <laughs> absolutely do. Well, you know what? That's Here's what the we thing. did. Here's the thing. I, I, I love watching uh, TV shows, right? Uh-huh. And so uh, one of the things, one of my favorite aspects of television shows is when they just kind of jump right in. And you you find yourself in the middle of a story, and then it kind of fills in the gaps sure. of, to, you know, to let you know where you are in the story. And so we kind of did that yeah. with our radio program. Right? We just said, here's, here's you know, we're going to start building a biblical worldview. Uh, and now we are to the point where we can say, okay, now we actually need to do some definition. Sure. We need to do some defining work. We need to do some foundational work. And to do this, Wesley, uh, I don't think you and I um, are really smart enough to do this by ourselves. <laughs> can I just be honest on that? Yes, 27 um, over here. <laughs> so what we've done is we have invited um, – uh, a, a guy, Abraham Hamilton uh, III, um, who has done a lot of things, just a lot of things. Right now he's serving as public policy analyst of AFA, but really we just pulled him off the street and said, hey, <laughs> you look like a vagrant that has some wisdom, so we're going to pull you into the studio and talk to us. So Abraham, thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you guys for inviting me and let me participate in this program. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about where you come from, your background, all that. Sure. I am um, born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um I uh, am an attorney uh, by professional background. Uh, I became a Christian as a child, uh, but I actually began to live out my faith probably in high school. And I'm sure you guys understand the difference mm-hmm. between those two concepts. <laughs> yes. um, mm-hmm. uh, most recently, before I came to um, American Family Association, 
I was a teaching pastor at my church back in New Orleans, and um, I, I was a full-time uh, criminal trial practitioner. Um, I practiced law in Houston, uh, where I first began uh, my professional practice uh, because I was blown there by Hurricane Katrina. Oh, wow. Uh, blown there. I like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> and that is where I had the wonderful opportunity. A lot of times people think that tragedy is just tragedy, but the Lord oftentimes uses tragedy to shape destiny. Mm. So um, I met my wife as a result of Hurricane Katrina. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we've now been married eight years. I have four children. I'm mm. a homeschool dad. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool dad of dad. I've seen you with your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's a blast. I love spending time with my kids. I mm-hmm. love just interacting with them. I enjoy their company. So okay. let's do this because we, we only have a limited amount of time. Um, and I know you're like both Wesley and me. We could talk about our kids all day <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, is true. But here's the thing. Even as a kid, we, as parents, we want to teach them a biblical worldview. Because Absolutely. the culture, first off, let's do this. Let's define what is a worldview. Okay. Is it something that we can, you know, look at Google and view the world? And, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. A worldview is, is basically the overarching uh, lens through which you view and interpret the world around us. So mm-hmm. um, an, an easy analogy I like to use is like glasses. You know, whatever types of glasses you're wearing, whether they be shaded or not, the tint on your glasses will dictate the color and the images that come through your lenses into your eyes. Yeah, that's really good. Alex McFarlane, a guy that we've had on and also is a writer uh, for EngageMagazine.net, uh, one of the ways that he defines worldview is as a set of assumptions through mm. which you interpret the world. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. uh, you know, so both of those make a whole lot of sense. And so um, we have to discuss this um, because I know it's really important, especially with our kids, but even with us as adults. How has our worldview been developed? Now, let's not talk about Christian worldview because mm-hmm. that's something you have to actively uh, and we're pursue. Dis- we're going to discuss that in the next segment. Yeah, we're going to discuss mm-hmm. that in the next segment. So what I want to talk about is how is a worldview um, formed, because we do have a worldview that's formed mm-hmm. by culture for us uh, that's very passive. That's exactly right. So um, the way that it happens is when society around us around us provides certain baseline, as you said, Alex uses, assumptions for us. Certain things, for example, that evolution is the... F- fundamental basis how we understand the origins of life and mankind Mm -hmm. that is an assumption that is made that we either reject or embrace and then based upon that assumption we interpret and apply additional information from the vantage point of that assumption so that's an example of how how it happens and that is done exponentially and it's compounded year after year day after day that that, that we live right so it's little things that we accept as truth Mm -hmm. and then they they build kind of like a pyramid just keep building on top of one another that's exactly right that's great you're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio we're so grateful you've tuned in this afternoon to listen to uh, us on this program we're in Gage Magazine and we really exist to provide a biblical worldview for the millennials and uh, show them how the gospel compels us to do do and say the things that we do on EngageMagazine.net another thing I wanted to point you to during this uh, uh, break right here is to point out that Abe Hamilton has uh, called Hamilton Corner mm-hmm. on AFO on American Family Radio. And the po- reason I'm pointing at it is for the very reason and things that we're talking about right now is biblical worldview. He provides a 60-second biblical worldview every day on AFR.net. It's 60 seconds, very similar to your break point like Eric Metaxas or um, Eric Mo- or sorry Albert Moeller, the briefing, very similar to those type things. And uh, Abe does that. He provides that for you, provides that for us, and it's on AFR.net. Dot net called the Hamilton Corner. It's very good. And you can download 
that podcast there as well. You know, one of the things that uh, I think about when I think about worldview is what not to do. And Mm so, uh, Abe, help us understand some, maybe some of the cautions, because when I was looking into and uh, this worldview thing, I have a kid now, 10 mm-hmm. months. We talked mm-hmm. about kids earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, the best I could learn was around two years old, they begin to develop a worldview. And then by about eight or nine, this is just what I what I mm-hmm. read, around eight or nine, they begin to lay or have moral uh, foundations, good or bad, depending mm-hmm. on who the parent or guardian is. And then by age 13, they're pretty much set in their mm-hmm. worldview, pretty much set mm-hmm. with the exception of a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. they're set. And so, like, what are some cautions that you can provide us as we develop our worldview? Well, I think the first caution would be to be aware of that, uh, the fact that you are building mm. the view of the world for your children on a day-by-day, mm. moment-to-moment basis. And I think the best thing, and I know you asked the caution what not sure, to do, sure. But I think the best thing to do is be cognizant to always demonstrate what it is you profess to believe. Uh. So um, a a simple example, if you believe, for example, a soft answer turns away wrath, it's important to demonstrate soft answers Mm -hmm. in a consistent basis in the presence of your children and before your children. But in order for that to be the consistent demonstration, I think it has to become a part of your personality. Right. Which is, you know... Naturally speaking, I'm not a soft answer kind right, of guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a pretty, lawyer. I never would have thought <laughs> yeah, that. I'm a pretty fiery, pound the table, objection type yes. of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's important for my children to know me as a man who delivers a soft answer. Hmm. Um, and and it and it it's amazing you brought that up because I think oftentimes within the Christian dynamic we fail to recognize one of the greatest tools that God has given us to help sharpen us in our Christianity oftentimes is our family, particularly mm-hmm. our children. Right? Yeah, and it's sanctification. Absolutely. That one of the greatest sanctifying agents God has given us is our children because it provides an opportunity for us to have uh, affirmative, to provide affirmative instruction in God's word combined with a tangible source of accountability mm-hmm. because our children and our spouses often are mirrors for us where they will reflect what they see, not mm-hmm. what they hear. Mm-hmm. So um, I think being cognizant of the fact that I'm not only living, I'm not only being a parent, but I am building my children's view of the world based on how I conduct myself in my home. And, you know, I have I've written an article on Engage magazine and on AFA.net called The Best Theologian I Know. Mm-hmm. And it was about my relationship with my dad mm. and how he was a watch me do. And mm-hmm. as much as he's we did, we did devotions. We prayed together. He did that. But he was more he's invested more time in his actions mm-hmm. than he did in his words as far as. What kind of like I said, watch me do type mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah, you know, Abe. One of the things that that always uh, strikes me whenever we see worldview is just this idea of just how connected it is. You know, you had talked about evolution and how that impacts everything that we do. Uh, but it it goes even beyond that. Uh, it goes into the food that we eat. So yeah. you know, I, I know that uh, vegetarians love vegetarians. Uh, that means more meat for me to eat. Um, <laughs> but the the reason that they are vegetarians is because of their worldview, because of the way that they view the things around them. Mm-hmm. Um Talk to us for just a minute about how about the connected nature of the worldview, because I think often what we do is we say, well, here's my belief on this one thing Mm -hmm. and it only affects this one thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm pro-life. So that means that I'm uh, that, that I stand for the life of the unborn child. But what we don't really discuss is how that should impact the way we view women, the way Mm -hmm. we view men, the way Mm -hmm. we view maturity 
so many different things. So talk to us for a minute about the, the connected nature of it. What, what you just described is spot on because there's no such thing as an isolated worldview. It literally mm-hmm. touches everything you believe, believe everything you do, how you view the world. And to that, um, there's a scripture I like to quote is Colossians 2, 8. It says, see to it that no man take you captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy that depends upon human tradition mm-hmm. and the basic principles of this world rather than upon Christ. So, as you said, when you have a fundamental presupposition or assumption that man is supreme, it will touch everything. Mm. It will cause you to reject any suggestion that there is truth, that there is a higher accountability beyond man. And so that is why, for example, you often see people who uh, do not believe that human life is sacred. They will oftentimes also embrace what I call the sexual deviancy agenda. Yeah, so the way that we view the world is more than just about viewing the world. It's about how we view God, how we view ourselves, how we view fellow man. Abe, come back to us with the uh, in the next segment. We're going to talk about not just uh, you know focusing on the worldview that we have, but we're going to focus on building a Christian worldview based on Scripture and the authority of it. So come back in the next segment. We're going to continue with Abe Hamilton. As always, if you missed any of this segment, you can check us out at engagemagazine.net slash podcast.